Hello, everyone. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast, Season 2. What? Episode 2. Episode 2, Season (laughs) 1. I love how Season 1 was like 600 and something episodes. (laughs) We got 10. Yeah. What we got in the tank. That's what we can commit to. (laughs) So, um, yeah, by the way, uh, guys, a lot of you did weigh in on the would you rather from last week. I got personal messages about it. Did you, Ambie? No. Oh, okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, on Spotify, if you guys listen on Spotify, this is something very cool about Spotify. They actually allow you to like post polls and stuff about episodes. And so when I posted last week's episode, I posted a poll that – um, was, you know, would you rather eight live to 80, no pain, 120 pain. And um, still mostly the no pain, but we did get a couple votes for 120 and I did with pain. And I did receive a couple of personal messages that were like, I'm with you. I want the extra years. And I was like, oh, okay. So um, well, good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I have a would you rather for you today. Do you? Because I, 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 I brought one, but I would love to hear you did? yours. Okay, yeah. well, we'll do that at the we'll end. We'll do it at the we'll end. Do that yeah, at yeah, the, yeah, yeah. We'll do it at the end. Um, okay, well, wait, before we jump in, um, any any life updates going on with you, Ambie? How was your um, week? I barely talked I, to you. I know, right? I do want to yeah. say that I want to apologize to the chiropractor. If you're listening, I'm oh. so sorry. I was a mean girl. <laughs> Nothing. I will tell you offline. Did you get feedback? Oh, my I God. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. And I was a mean girl. And I don't like being that girl. And you know what? I apologize about that because I don't feel like that's who I am. But I was definitely a mean girl. And that oh was my rude. God. Wow. When you said last week, when you said he's probably listening, I was <laughs> thinking to myself, he's definitely not listening. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. You'll tell me offline. Great. I'll tell you offline. Anywho, um, uh, any other updates? From me, there was definitely yep. a ghost in my house last night. Scared oh. the shit out of everybody except what? me. I was brave. I was real brave. That's tell. it. Tell. Do tell. The dog got so freaked out. What kind of ghost was it? I think it was a guy, but I don't know because it was like midnight. So I was like, you got to leave, man. You got to. <laughs> and he was like, but you don't understand. I was like, I know, but I'm sorry. He wanted to talk to his daughter. I'm like, hey, oh. I, you know what? I get it. But it's midnight. And so... We're gonna move God, along. These, and now this, today he won't come back, so I don't know. Man, these poor, these poor ghosts, these poor spirits are. But my dog was like growling, which wow. was very interesting because he doesn't do that unless I'm in a reading and he's next to me, and then he'll growl, and I'm like, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Wait. When did this happen? At what time? Um. It was. It was between nine and ten. Oh yeah, like. Kind of spooky time. I'm I'm really curious about this new house that we're moving into. I'm like, oh, I'm super, so excited. Yeah, I'm super curious about like what what all I'm gonna find there because it was built. It's not that old. I mean, it was built in the 80s, but like it's only had like one owner. Um, it was built two. Sorry, two owners. It was built in the 80s. It's hardly been touched. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm 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 very curious. Um, this but, house only had one owner and it was built in the 80s too. But I think it's a lot of the times when you have activity like that, it's not the house, it's you. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, anyway, what's up? What's a new life update with you? No, um, not a lot. I've just, um, I'm trying to think. Well, we lost. The Bills lost. If you heard oh, last yeah. week's episode, it was 
de- truly devastating. Um, but finally moved past that. And uh, what's new now? I don't know. Just like my life is just full of appointments. I'm just like the person who takes everyone to appointments now. Um, so that's what I've been doing and just getting ready for this move. And um, also my acid reflux from this pregnancy has been very chill, but my acid reflux this time, I think I said this last week, but it's, it just, it literally makes me cough so hard. I have to throw up and it is so terrible and so annoying. Um, so that's been going on. That is a tough day. I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, Hey, it could be, it could be so much worse. It could be, it really could be so much worse. So, um, yeah, but otherwise everything's chill and um, it's been snowing here a lot, which has been cool because it hasn't snowed here in a few years. It was oh. like 75 degrees here yesterday and the day before. What? It was like it was like a spring or fall. Wow. It was amazing. Well, that makes sense because it was actually like high 50s here the other day. And to us, that felt like, oh, my God, I don't have to wear a coat. I'm fine. <laughs> um so I can imagine it being much warmer for you. By the way, wait, I have to ask you about this. Oh, okay. I sent this to you on TikTok. I saw a video. Oh, my God. <gasps> yeah. Why did we not lead with that? I don't know. So sad. Okay. So if you guys haven't seen the video, um, the news or TikTok, basically somebody drove their car off the pier in Virginia Beach and... Yeah, I know it's real. I double checked it because yeah. I was like, there's no way. But yeah, it really happened yesterday morning, like at yeah. 7 a.m. Yeah. And you can't. So the thing about that is that one, there's always a lot of people fishing on the pier, which is yeah. really sad because I, I don't know if anybody was injured. I don't know. I don't think who, anyone was there because I watched the the car drive the whole way. So maybe it wasn't open yet. But um, but I do know that. um. They don't know exactly where the car is. They haven't found it. And so they're yeah. not releasing so, the name of the person that died yet or people or in the people. car. God, I hope it's not. Or do children. they even know? How would they know? Truly, I don't even want to like, yeah. honestly, I don't even want to think about that. I don't want to know if it was like a mom killing her kids. Yeah. I don't want to know. But um, so to get to that pier, though, there is a boardwalk that's only for pedestrians. It's not for cars that you have to pass through. Um, so they got off of like the main uh, roadway, crossed over the boardwalk, and then went through these really heavy gates to get down the pier, which yeah. is wild. Yeah, it's it's crazy if you guys see the video because the people recording it were like this girl, like a very young girl, like a girl with her friend, just like, and and they're talking the whole time like, wait, they're not going to, they're not going to drive off the pier, are they? No, no, no. They're not going to do that. They're not going to. And then you see it go over and they're just screaming like, oh, my God. So anyway, that's so that's sad. I'm sad. So, yeah. So, so sorry to whoever that is and whoever that affected. And hopefully they they. It recover. was 100% intentional because like the yeah. way that you oh, have yeah. to drive, you, you can't. You have to break through gates and things yeah. like that. Like, yeah. it's really sad. Yeah. So. Anyway, big news outside of Virgi- out of Virginia Beach this week, and I was yep. just like, "Wait, I know that place." Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, shall we get into this week's questions? Mm, we shall. Let's do it. Hi, Inner Bloom. So, my question has to do with relationships, and more so, more specifically, I'm curious 
you guys could give me advice on how to balance each other's love languages. Um, so to give you a little bit of background, my partner and I have completely different love languages. Although we both love each other, my love language or my I guess my biggest one is physical touch and his is quality time. He is not a very affectionate person. Um, his profession is he's um, a first responder and so I think that that makes him a little bit more reserved when he comes home from work. And his family has not been very affectionate either sort of his entire life. So I don't think he's very used to it. Um, and I find that we're sort of lacking in that department. And for me, it definitely sometimes makes me feel potentially a little bit unworthy or just confused because I feel like even though he does try, I'm not receiving the love in the way that I want it because I like to give and receive love through physical touch. Um, and I just am a very affectionate person and I find that he gets a little bit like tense when I give him any type of affection. So I'm wondering if you guys have any advice on how we can work on this, better balance this. Of course, I'm not being spoiled and I constantly always want affection, but I think this is probably um, an issue in many people's relationships, so I hope you can shed some light. And um, thank you so much in advance. Have a good one. I love mm -hmm. that question. That was a good question. Thank you for sending that in, by the way. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go first? Well, sure, I will. Um, first of all, I wanted to say I can relate to this because I remember in the beginning of my husband and I's relationship, it was like very – like figuring out the love languages and how and recognizing like first of all recognizing that there were different love languages <laughs> second of all realizing that we had different ones and we like to give and receive in specific and different ways and then working around mm -hmm. okay well that's not something I'm familiar with so how do we work around <clears throat> me working to make you feel loved and seen, but also me getting what I need when that's not the most um, natural to you. And mm -hmm. I think that's what's at the core of this question is like, it sounds like it's not very natural to him to be the touchy feely type. And for you, it's like, that's the primary way you feel like your partner loves you. And it feels reassuring. And it feels like that's when you're in your, your sweet spot. So my um, initial question to you would be, is it simply the type, does he get tense when you're, let's say, on the couch and you're like cuddling up to him and you're like, I want, like you're, you're very touchy with him in like a kind of confined space where that's all that's going on? Or does he get tense? Let's say if you're doing some sort of activity, like in my mind, and maybe this is intuitive, like I kind of saw dancing, like I saw like going out somewhere dancing. I don't know if it would be like a class or it would be like just having a good time, maybe a concert or something like, or is he, might he be a little more comfortable with the touching and stuff there? Because what I'm thinking of is like just finding a way to kind of bridge the gap between not really being the touchy-feely type, um, but then having like close contact and having opportunities to touch where it's not just only focused on that. Because I personally believe that 
this can everybody can build and change over time not that they're going to completely change their love language but that you, they can get more comfortable with expressing the other's love language but <clears throat> it, it, it is like a process at times and so that was my thought is like is it only when you guys are just like alone that he's a little tense and uncomfortable or might he be more comfortable in some sort of kind of like fun activity, like social situation where there's other things to focus on and it's not just about the touch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think thoughts? first I want to say that the love languages were created by this uh, pastor. Just in case everybody doesn't know this, I'm going to share this with you. Created by this pastor, yeah. very religious condensation, condensation with it. And also it was really made to serve men. Just throwing that out there. So love languages can, they don't have to go into these seven different languages category. It could be, I'm going to make a meal for you, or mm -hmm. I'm going to rub your feet or something like that. So broaden the idea of love languages too, but I get the question. Um, just, I was throwing up yeah. that out there. For I everybody. didn't know that. So you just educated me. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It. I went down a rabbit hole. I digress. So, um, yeah, you can Google that. That's anyway. So my point is that your love languages can be really anything, but I feel like you need to ask instead of why do you not want to touch me? Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's not about you. It's about him. A hundred percent. If he's showing, um, that he's uh, not comfortable with something, that's because of him. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to hear that, but it's it's honestly true. Um, so figuring out what makes him uncomfortable about it. And then, like you said, working out a middle ground. So for example, I don't know if I'm allowed to share this part, but I think she'd be okay with it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but my girlfriend does not like to have like PDA mm -hmm. because th there's just a lot of things that can happen when you are a same sex couple. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. um, the I really like that. So we compromised on holding hands. Mm -hmm. Right now, if it's a situation where someone's staring at us and I can tell she's uncomfortable, I will let go of her hand and like, mm -hmm. that's that. Mm -hmm. Because I understand what's happening. Does that does that make yeah. sense? Yep. Um, so going into or and I know that you were there. She was sick one time, and so I had, um, what was it like Uber Eats deliver medicine to her? Mm -hmm. But she wanted me to come over because mm -hmm. hers is quality time. Mine are acts of service or gifts. So I showed her affection towards my love language. But that didn't mean anything to her because it's not her love language. And it took me a really long time to realize that because I think that we get so stuck in our head of, I do love you and I am showing you I love you, mm -hmm. but you're not showing it in a way that the other person can receive it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, well, okay. I, I think the other thing really quick is breaking down what does quality time, physical touch, what do those look like? Mm -hmm. because physical touch to me could be we're going to sit next to each other and I'm going to have my foot on your foot and that's physical touch and we're good. Mm -hmm. But it might not be that for everybody. Quality time 
Does that mean that we're going to go on an actual date? Does that mean we're going to sit on the couch and watch TV? Where, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think having that conversation too and figuring yeah. out where, what you need in that scenario. Yeah, I think that's a really good point of like really defining it because like you said, these categories can be kind of broad and really understanding like what your partner likes and doesn't like by having these, you know, like vulnerable conversations. And I, I have a feeling, caller, um, that the your partner probably isn't the most comfortable. Like it, it, for some reason, I'm feeling like if they're not that comfortable with like physical touch, I don't know. They might not be that comfortable with like even talking about all of this stuff. Um, mm -hmm. So but I think I think it is important to like broach these conversations. And I'd be interested to know if you guys have had a conversation about it, um, not in the way of like this is what I need and you're not doing enough and blah, 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 but more so coming from it just in a different, a slightly different way of like, Hey, I'm, I'm loving like where we're going. And I'm like wanting to, I'm wanting to have more with you and I'm wanting to get even closer to you. And like, this is the way, this is, this is how, these are some things that I know make me feel closer to my partner. <clears throat> what are some things that make you feel closer and another thing that just popped up, again, maybe this is like an intuitive idea. Oh, yeah, I'll say it's an intuitive idea. But like this guy sounds like he's a he's athletic. Like he's you said he was um first, first responder. responder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel mm -hmm. like he's probably athletic. I'm wondering if he likes sports because sports is very physical and there's a lot of touching in sports. And so I was seeing in my mind's eye, you guys like kind of – like playing very low key, like a sport together, like something just for fun, like um, where you're on a team and you're working together towards something because through that, there's a lot of like emotions and excitement and opportunities to like touch and like high five and like hug and celebrate and like come together. And I think that's just another way that like Ambie was saying, you, you like um, build the bridge. Um, so it's, I think what we're both saying is like, I think it's about having the communication. It's about understanding what they like and finding a way to like merge that with some things that you like and start there and build off of that. And I think over time that will um, lessen your partner's resistance to physical touch because like some, there are some scenarios where I don't love to be touched. For example, like when I go to bed, I don't want to be like cuddled as I'm going to bed. And that's very particular to me because I just want to go to bed. Like mm -hmm. I want to go to bed. I want to, I roll around so much when I'm sleeping. Yeah, and you can attest. Yeah. <laughs> and I want it to be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it really is. Cause I'm always like kicking my leg over and doing all kinds of stuff. So like the other night, Mo slapped me in the face and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> While she was like dreaming? She was or? sleeping. No, she had her hand under my neck and then her wrist was here. And you know how like you fall asleep, your body twitches? Yes. She twitched and it went like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm like, well, now you're beating me. Here we go. Yo, crazy things happen in our sleep. I, I get yeah. informed, especially when you're pregnant too. I get informed every morning of something weird that's happening. But um, so... I get you. Keep going. Sorry, but, I got inside. No, it. no. Uh, that it's just like I'm a very touchy person, but when it comes to 
that time and space, I don't want anyone to touch. Like, don't touch me because I just want to be physically alone. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So it could also be very specific and he might not even know that. You know what I mean? Like, he might think, oh, I'm just not a touchy person. But, like, he might not realize, no, it's just, like – it's a very particular situations that I really just don't want to be t- I want my own space. And then he might find through this conversation or through these activities that you do that like, oh, there are times like I, I like being touchy. You might find that too. Oh, he can be really touchy. You know what I mean? It just is about exploring that together and finding, finding those happy mediums. Hmm. And I would also ask yourself if it's touching or is it affection? Because those can be mm-hmm. viewed in different ways too. That's very good specification. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, problem solved. Problem solved. <laughs> moving on. All right, moving on. Let's play the second one. Hello, beautiful ladies, and welcome back. We are so excited that you guys are coming back onto the podcast and sharing your amazing guidance with us. So my question for you is, what are some of your favorite things about being an entrepreneur? And then what are some of your least favorite things about being an entrepreneur? And the guidance that I would love to hear from y'all is if somebody was going into the entrepreneurial world coming from, you know, working for the man for so long, what would be your best advice? to those individuals. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Thanks, babes. What a cute message. I like that. Um, okay. So my favorite thing, there's a lot of favorite things. Definitely the pros outweigh the cons for me. Uh, a few of my favorite things is being able to schedule around my kids' schedule. Love that. It's mostly, there are some things that I can't, but mostly. Um, interacting with other people, like affecting people's lives, that that makes me feel good. Um, getting to travel, that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Least favorite thing by far, uh, taxes. <laughs> Fucking hated it. If um, someone actually even, likes taxes, either you should be a CPA I mean, or a CPA, something's, yeah. something's wrong. <laughs> I even hired a CPA and it's still I had to do shit. Anywho. <laughs> Um, and then like the other stuff, like paying for health insurance and different things like that, that I think people think about, especially in the States, but, uh, it's a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a lot of things that you don't realize that, um, when you do work for the man, um, even though, you know, maybe you're only making a certain amount an hour or whatever, in some cases you are getting, health insurance as a part of that benefit, that package. And then in some cases not, but then in other scenarios, like you don't realize that like, like when you do taxes as somebody who like works a nine to five, like it's pretty simple. They've already kind of taken the taxes out for you. There's not, here's my W2. It's more about, could you get more of a refund back? Like when you're a business owner, you're never getting a refund back. That's no. that, that doesn't happen, um, or not at our level. So, I agree with you. Hate hate all that type of stuff. It can be very anxiety producing, and you honestly don't know 
what all that stuff is until it comes up. Like there's just stuff that constantly comes up that either your CPA or the government or someone will be like, oh, hey, you have to do this now. And you're like, what? <laughs> like mm-hmm. you just do it because you don't know yeah. otherwise, you know? Um, <clears throat> so I agree with you. I'd say like the thing I love most about being an entrepreneur is like you being able to make my own decisions, being able to have my own timeline. Also the feeling of knowing that like I could just go create something today. Like Mm. that's really cool to know that, that like, all right, I, I want X. Cool. I can just go out there and create something and then achieve that hopefully. Um, And like you said, traveling and getting to do this with my best friend, that's really fun. Um, And also, I think about this all the time, you guys. Like, I know this sounds spoiled AF. And obviously, if I was ever in a situation where I needed to, I would do it. But I just never – I've never worked for a large company. Um, If I've ever worked for a company, it's always been a small business or a startup. And those were – I've only had a few of those. Um, and not for very long. And I just feel like I would be so bad in that environment just because I'm not like anytime I've ever had to somewhat interact with that environment, my way of thinking and being is just so not, I don't know the corporate jargon. Like I don't know the processes. I don't know the way that I feel like when you work in that environment, there's kind of a way you have to play. Like politics, you mean? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Corporate politics or office politics. And I'm just so bad at that. I'm so bad at that that I just – I don't – I just don't think it would be for me. But that being said, obviously, if I had to make it work, I'd make it work. Um, And I'd probably be better than I think I would be. But – I like the fact that this feels suited to me and my personality and I get to, and yeah, I get to, um, make my own mistakes and be accountable for them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, so what about the next part of the question that they asked? Um, they were asking about what advice would you give to someone who has come working for the man for so long, who's now venturing out on their own? Well, I would say I, I mean, I have worked for the man for many, many, many years in corporate jobs in big companies. Um, I currently work as a physical therapy assistant. It's not a big company, but it's not a startup. Um, what would my advice be? My advice would be a couple of things. Uh, you've got to hustle. You've got to like, All of the people out there that's like, oh, it's easy to do this. That's bullshit. It's not easy. But if you want it, you know, it it's yours. You could do it. You just you're going to have to hustle. Um, So you can't take anything personally. And I think Mm -hmm. I'm still learning that one, Mm -hmm. especially with this type of business. You get to know the listeners, you get to know the audience and you feel like we're friends, we're good. Mm -hmm. But then I've been shown several times that you're not friends and it's not good. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, that's a hard lesson. Um, I think that if I had like a flower shop, right, I think it would be more cut and dry. 
then you, I mean, then you have employees and and you're still not friends because they work for you. So it's still a gray area when you have your own business. Um, so that one's hard Mm -hmm. because when you work for somebody else and you're an employee, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. You're good. That's my coworker. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my other thing would be, be creative. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, you know, make $200,000 a year, you have the ability to do that, but it's how creative can you get in the industry that you're in and how, how are you going to get there with the means and resources that you have? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Both Thanks. Really things I would co-sign and yeah, I mean, I don't even know what I would say. I'm I'm trying to think just because again, it's been so long for me if I and I haven't really worked for the man in the same way. Um, but that being said, I would say if you are someone who's worked for the man for a long time and had a lot of success in that, you probably are someone who is used to like being given a list of tasks and like reporting to someone and having someone manage you and having someone always be setting your new goalpost. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so I think if you're a self-starter and you're very organized in your, your own right, which you might be, and that might be a reason that you're actually going on your own because there might be many times where you're like, I could, I I know what to do better than what people are telling me to do. So that's Mm -hmm. one scenario. And that would be good. Uh, Good. If you're not a self-starter and you're, not great at setting your own goalposts, I think that will be the learning curve and that will be the thing to pay attention to because um, you might not even realize that that's something you're so used to until no one's there doing it for you and you realize oh it's it's just me here it's just it's just about what I come up with like like this is just a blank canvas I think sometimes that can be really overwhelming for someone coming out of like the corporate world even though it, it it's on the flip side it there's it's so wonderful there's so much opportunity you can make whatever you want at the same time it's you make whatever you want. So what do you want to make? That's that, that can be a very overwhelming question to ask yourself every day. And I think that's why the other thing I would suggest is if you're not already, you know, find someone to work with, find someone to do this for not for you, find someone to do this with you. Yeah. Because Mm. I think, you know, Ambie and I have talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, um, about, how doing this together has been so beneficial. And I think the only reason it's succeeded in any way is because we have each other balancing each other out. And, you know, I'm, it's like, Ambie's like the excitement and the energy and the motivation to do things. And I think once I receive that from her, then I can like translate that into something physical or I can get like organized around it. And Mm. then like she sees that and she has ideas and then she builds on that. And then I organize, you know what I mean? It's like we kind of just keep feeding off each other. And I think it works really well as business partners because we make up where the other person lacks. And we also like continuously inspire and like push each other down the road. Um, So I would say even if this other person isn't going to be like front facing with you in whatever this 
businesses that you're doing, like maybe your front, maybe you're like the face of it, but maybe they're in the background or maybe they do share the spotlight with you if it's something that is front facing. Um, but I think the most important thing would be someone you like to spend time with and someone who shares a worldview and a vision with you and someone who also is excited about the opportunity and someone who balances you out in some way. Mm, yeah, I agree with that. And I would also say, don't quit your job. Don't quit your J job. Because I think that that that's the number one mistake that a lot of people make is they're like, I'm going to start my own thing. And they have no savings. They have no backup. They have no real idea, maybe a business plan, but that's pretty much it of what they want to do. And they leave their corporate job thinking, fuck the man, I can do this on my own. And then two months later, you got to get another corporate job because you have no money. Mm -hmm. So like, be smart. Don't be emotional about it because nobody likes working for the man. I get that. But at the same time, sometimes um, you've got to do your nine to five and then come home and do your business. And I think that when I say you've got to hustle, that's what I mean. Like, um, for years, I would do my corporate job. I would come home. I would do readings and then um, go live or I would record the podcast. Like for years, I did that before I left my corporate job. And now I have a job where I can make my own schedule so I can still do those things. Mm -hmm. But I think that would be the big thing is don't just say fuck my fuck the man and walk away if you don't have a plan. Because I follow Can't up fuck with the people. Man. Can't don't fuck, fuck the man, man if you yet. don't have a plan. <laughs> That's a romantic analogy as well. No. It's a rhyme. I follow up with people a couple months later after a reading and they're like, yeah, I got another job. And I'm like, yeah, I told mm -hmm. you not to quit that one. Mm -hmm. So that's, don't that would quit. Be don't quit until you literally cannot do it anymore because your other business is growing so much. Like yeah, that financially doesn't steadily. make sense to stay at your job. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then if it does, when it does, that's amazing. That's an amazing mm -hmm. leap to take. Um, also, I would say know what you're good at. Because hmm. I started, I tried to start a couple of businesses before I met Alexa. <laughs> I was not good at any of those things. But I did not want to work. I wanted my own business so badly. Um, yeah. And I would just push and push and push. And it would fail and fail and fail. And I think it's important to understand, maybe I'm not good at this. And I should just think of something else. What were the other businesses? I tried to go, I, I had this idea where I was going to buy a van, a bus, not a van, like a school bus. Okay. <laughs> and just imagine I was you driving a school bus. Okay, and <laughs> you don't need a special license for that. I just want to throw that out there. If it's a small school bus, you don't need a special license, which is a little terrifying. Anyway, <laughs> so I found the bus. It was like $3,000 because hmm. uh, it was gutted on the inside, which was perfect. Right. Um. But the engine worked well, which was great. And I was going to go to different preschools and private schools in the area and do gymnastics in the bus. Wait. <laughs> Wait a second. So in yeah, the bus, yeah. okay. there's no seats. There are mats, I'm assuming. There's like, I, yeah, there are mats. Like gym, gymnastic mats? Yeah, there are like gymnastics mats. There was going to be a zip line. 
um, a zip line, in a little the bus. ball pit. Yeah, I had oh a blueprint for everything. Wow. So it was going to be like this whole fun thing that these so kids can do. Is this like a party, like like a birthday party? Like for the birthday party, you'd book the bus. It and could like... be, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is because you used to be a gymnast and a teacher of gymnastics. Yeah. I taught gymnastics for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a cute idea. I don't know why. I, I don't idea. know if there's enough room in a bus to do all these gymnastic things. Oh, Maybe. I mapped it out. There was enough room. Okay. <laughs> so I mapped out the cost and I mapped out like how much it would cost each preschool, how many students I would need to make money, right? Okay. Yeah. I just want to say that it was not going to be worth it. Um, <laughs> I was, this wasn't a million dollar idea. Okay. Yeah. Because it couldn't have been just me. I had to have other people per state regulations. Yeah. Okay. So me and I had to pay other people. This was a bad idea from jump. Yeah. But what I did was <laughs> I took this idea um, and created a portfolio. And I went to three or four different businesses Yeah. Uh, to try to get to sign them up for ha- to have us do this the next school right. year. Nobody liked the idea. Nobody liked it. I'm imagining you going to Shark Tank and them being like, so. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I like it, but I also see some flaws in it. But I but but this is what I love about you, Ambie, is like you have very you do like I had no idea you ever had that idea. And (laughs) that's a very cute and sweet idea. And I think that is something that you do need as an entrepreneur. Like you do need to dream and envision and like have passions about things. And I think people who are too realistic and too logical all the time, Mm -hmm. you never, you might actually do well working in a business, but you're not going to do well starting a business because your logic is going to talk you out of it a lot, most of the time, maybe all the time. Mm -hmm. Your logic um, is going to say this, these mats aren't going to fit, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I will tell you, so this came off of, this is a story that we're going to go down a rabbit hole for a second. Okay. So I was the program director, the sports director at the YMCA for a, three years, four yeah. years. And I, the only sport I had ever done was gymnastics and I was mediocre at best at gymnastics. I could coach it, but that was it had never been to another sports game, didn't really care about it. And all of a sudden I was in charge of basketball, soccer, uh, and they had basketball, soccer, and gymnastics. Those were the three sports. Okay. And the one year that I took it over, we added cheerleading, karate, uh, baseball. What else did we add? Volleyball. And we grew because of those events that we added for all ages, ages five to 12. We grew from having a negative 100, like it was between 100 and $200 every year. Our whole group was negative, the whole department, year over year. The first year, uh, we profited 300%. So it made the first year, I think like uh, close, just that department made almost $30,000. And then the next year we kept doubling it uh, and tripling it by the third year that I left. And you did the same thing with the chiropractic 
office. Yeah. So like, but that's the thing is that with the YMCA, it was different. It was like, okay, I don't know how to do this sport. I have no idea how this sport goes, but I know how to, I know how to build a bracket. I could do that. Yeah. And I know how to get people excited about things. So let's do that. And let's do volunteers because that's a great idea. Um, so <laughs> there were very little overhead expenses and it was mostly profit. But mm -hmm. I think that's the key when you're starting a business is keep your overhead low, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. keep your profits high. Mm -hmm. And who says you can't do it? Give it a try. Worst thing mm -hmm. that happens is you're in the same position you're in now. <clears throat> totally. And also, I think, um, I think failure is a like we have such a weird definition of failure. Like if you do, if you try out your idea for even a couple years and like, maybe it doesn't, maybe you have to close down the business or whatever after that because it's unsustainable anymore, but you had some really great experiences in those two years. Like mm -hmm. that's amazing. Like that's a win. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I, I just think, I just think in terms of entrepreneurs, if you are an entrepreneur, if you do have that spirit, you'll always have that spirit. And once you, do one thing, another idea will come up later and you'll always know that you can do it. Like you can create something on your own and do it. Um, but I just, I think so many people don't get started because it's like, uh, well, what if I fail? And the, the fear of that. And it's like, yeah, you'll, you'll end up in the same place you started or yeah, maybe, you know, you'll lose some money, but it, wouldn't that be worth it to have the experience of like, being in charge of your own thing and seeing your visions come to life and having some really great experiences, whether it be, you know, just fun and enjoyment or it be like personal growth. I mean, there, there's so much, I feel like, I feel like life is this interesting dance between like, eh, I don't want to, I don't want to risk it. Right. That's like mm -hmm. a thought going through our head. And then it's like, well, like, fuck it. Like, even if it, even if, I lose, quote unquote, lose, it's like, I'll have tried, I'll have done something, I'll have had a really, I'll have had an experience with this time I have on this earth. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. I think people can become so risk averse that they don't do anything with their time here. But on the other hand, you don't want to be like so spontaneous that you're just like jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing and you're never actually succeeding with anything. I think it's just really important that if you feel called to do something, take action toward it and just take one step at a time, one step at a time. Don't, that's another piece of advice. Don't look too far down the road that mm -hmm. you're like, oh no, well, what's going to happen when X, Y, Z, because that might be a problem or it might be solved before you even get there. Um, and if it is a problem that you need to worry about, you'll have the tools and you'll have the resources by the time you get there to worry about it. So I think just to avoid getting so overwhelmed and like shutting down, just every time, wherever you are, just look ahead at the next one, two, three steps and just take one step at a time and everything will continue to like, um, come together or not. And then you'll, you'll move to something else, you know? Yeah, I think that's good. I, that's a good advice. Great. Well, we solved your problem. You're welcome. <laughs> we need like some kind of sound effect because it keeps seeing like a stamp like done. Next yeah. person. Check. Ding. Um, well, Ambie, you said that you had a would you rather. So mm -hmm. do you want to okay. share it? So I found this on the internet and it was would you rather 
meet an alien in real life, like a full on alien, or meet and have a conversation with uh, Sasquatch. Easy. Definitely alien. Definitely alien. All right. Yeah, there's Me so too. much. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> I just saw that one and I was like, oh, that's exciting. I like that one. All right. I mean, what's your would you rather? Is well, this what it feels like when I'm like, whatever? What kind of question is that? <laughs> it's like, oh, well, well I'm excited of, about probably. this question. Go well, ahead. Well, I just, it's not one that I have to debate very much because like Sasquatch are cool and stuff, but like I don't need to like talk to that. Like I could go my whole life and never talk to one and just if I like, I'm more aliens, like a real life alien, I would have so many questions for and so much curiosity about. Um, Sasquatch is like, all right, you probably live underground or something or in another dimension. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you probably live somewhere. That's yeah, cool. You, you probably have a home. <laughs> <laughs> You're connected to nature, I think. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Not too much. Like, I don't know. I, I would I would pick aliens. So. Cool. Cool. All right. What was yours? Um. So I actually came up with like se- – I found several that I really like, but I'll save them for later. The one I chose for this week is, would you rather lose your sight or lose your memories? I saw that on this list. Mm. And I I don't know where I stand on this. I haven't, like, given a lot of thought. I say sight. Why? Uh, I'm going to cry if I talk about it. Um, you would rather lose your sight, yeah, than your memories. Okay, yeah, yeah, but you can't tell us why because you'll cry. Because I, I will cry. Um, it's hard to, ugh, it's hard to watch people you love go through that, mm. and so I don't want to put the people I love through that. Mm. You don't want to put the people you love through losing your memories. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I wasn't even thinking about like the effect of like other people. No, well, you don't know what the effect is on you because you don't know what memories you've lost. Yeah. Because you're in a different reality. But they know who you were and you're not the same person. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Okay, what about sight or hearing? Well, I'm losing my hearing already. So we'll go with hearing. <laughs> okay, I thought about that one Your too. Girl's and I was getting old, guys. Yeah, I'm I was thinking about that too. And even though hearing is like so Wait, no, I chose the, no, I, I I thought about this and I chose the other one. I think I would choose losing sight because even though I'm such a visual person and mm-hmm. I truly like my eyes are like everything I absorb and everything I see, it's like that is what colors my life. At the same time, one, I feel like on some podcast like Radio Lab or something, they proved that like if you're blind, you actually can kind of see because you develop the ability to see based off like sound and Mm -hmm. it's not the same, but like it is a way to see. And then it's like, 
I've already had all these years of seeing. And so like I would want to keep seeing. But if I could never hear like my son talk to me or laugh or my husband, like if I couldn't hear or I couldn't hear something coming, you know, or I couldn't hear, I think that would just, I just feel like I would do better with my hearing, even though, yeah, I'm starting to lose it. So I'd have to get better at protecting my ears. <laughs> I am, I, mean, I treat my ears shittily because I, every night, do you know what I do at like two o'clock in the morning? Cause I wake up wide awake at two o'clock in the morning. So now my habit is I put in one earbud in and I put play a podcast and then I go to sleep and w- I dream about all the podcasts I listen to. And yeah. then when I wake up, I realize like I'm like, shit, now I have to go back and like re-listen to those podcasts. But I have my earbuds in all night and all day. Basically, it's terrible. I mean, I don't have my AirPods in all the time and my hearing is still going. So I don't know. Maybe but you just I, have I, wax. That's <laughs> what I, I am hoping for because <laughs> – it's getting bad. Like someone will say something to me and I'm like, did you say the fish is hairy? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay, what'd you say? Like, you, you need subtitles. Exactly. I, like, I put subtitles on everything now because – and everyone gets annoyed at me. I'm like, I don't want to ha- – I don't want to have to argue over what someone just said. I, I just want to know what they said. Oh, this, this is show. like a conversation with people. No, I understand that's uh, my joke. My joke was that person. You need subtitles. I for do people. need subtitles for everybody and yeah. an audience, a live audience. I bet to you laugh there's. I bet you there's an app that does that already. It just listens to what people are saying and just put like puts it on the phone. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Um. Well, we did it. We did it. We episode solved problems. Three. No, episode two. Oh, shit. Episode two. Where was I? Where was episode? Are you sure? The first episode was just like an update episode. Oh, all right. All right. So all right. I see where you were going. You weren't that okay. off base at all. Thank you. Um, Guys, so worried. We, we need we need more questions. We need more people to call in. Please call in. Um, You can ask whatever you want. As you can see, we're keeping everyone anonymous who wants to be anonymous. Um, call our hotline. You'll go directly to our voicemail and you can just leave a message at your leisure. Our number is 562-542-3464. Again, 562-542-3464. And call and just tell us a little bit about your life situation that you would like some help with or some insight into. And then ask your question and we will likely feature it on this podcast. So um, thank you guys, everyone who has called in so far and everybody who has been interacting with our episodes. It means the world. If you guys could leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify, that would mean the world to us. It would just be so helpful to us right now. And uh, yeah, anything else, Andy? No, I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening so much. And until next time, keep on blooming.